Welcome to Ballpark Talk episode 8. Episode 8. All right. Yes, so, we got that right. <laughs> yes, we we figured it out in the, in the end of the last episode, so we're, we're bringing you episode 8. This might be a little bit shorter than the normal ones. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We're going to be talking about the milestones that uh, players have been hitting and uh, maybe anything else we missed in the last one. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. But I think... You know, since you're probably listening to this one right after episode seven, you know, let's, let's jump right into it. I think um, maybe we should go in right to the biggest, probably the bigger, one of the bigger milestones that happened in the last month with uh, CC. Yeah, definitely. Getting strikeout number 3,000. And now let's, let me put this into perspective for everyone because I didn't think it was such a big milestone myself. There, was, there has only been 17 pitchers to do what CC did and strike out 3,000, over 3,000 hitters. Um, of the 17, only two at the time were left-handed. Yep. CC yeah. being number three. I believe it was Randy Johnson and I'm blanking on the other guy. Uh, uh, I, can't, <laughs> I can't think. Wait, isn't it awesome when we when start we just, up with something and we, yeah, we totally and we just don't finish? Hang on, totally... I'll look it up totally blank on whatever it is it's definitely randy johnson's because he's numbers number two yeah that um, one's an easy one it's randy johnson is it steve carlton is he left i don't see this is bad i don't even know uh, it is steve carlton yeah okay so yeah and he's and he ain't catching those i hate to say it but ain't happening they're both well over four thousand. no which um, which is fine but like, yeah which is fine three all-time lefties in out of, se- out of 17 is great yeah and on top of that, to just tell you how exclusive there it is, you know, we always say, you know, people always say how exclusive the club for perfect games and no hitters, that's at 23. So this is even more exclusive than that. So of all the thousands, hundreds of thousands of players that played, only 17 pitchers of all time have hit this mark. And he it's will him. be, and every one of them on this list who have at least 3,000 strikeouts and uh, 250 wins. Are all in the Hall of Fame, and CC's coming up on win two fifty. Should be any any start now. He just won two forty eight yesterday, so that I think bodes a question. I think we both agree. I like to think we both agree that he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, we talked about it in way back in episode yeah, when one he, when, when he announced his retirement. Yeah. So, but this I think bodes a question: Is he a first ballot? Yeah, I think he's got to be. I think uh, okay. I think I said it. I said it way back. Way, way, back, way back when, um, you know, Roy Halladay kind of had the same, you know, similar time in the league. CC's outplayed him, obviously. Um, but, you know, they were similar in dominance, I think, for, throughout their early careers. And CC's got the, the numbers. He's, he's had better numbers than, than Halladay, you know, with the – he'll get 250. There's no doubt in my mind he'll get 250. Uh Career array three point six nine. That's good enough for me. Uh, and then over three thousand strikeouts. He'll have well over three thousand by the end of the year, unless you know he gets hurt. Uh, and by the end of the year, like you said, if he doesn't get hurt, he should. Let's just assuming he gets. He's at twenty now. He's been averaging about one hundred and forty each year. So figure another one hundred and twenty. He should move into fourteenth place of all time, which would which would move him about 30 behind and granted he could get more 
uh, 30 behind sure. Pedro Martinez, and he would be ahead of, he would jump John Smoltz, Kurt Schilling, and Bob Gibson. So in great, great company. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like I said, everybody who's had 250 plus wins and 3,000 plus strikeouts are all in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he'll, he's going to get in. He should be in first ballot. Uh, if he's not, then they're, they're you know, something. Yeah, I don't something, know. Something I don't, I don't. I don't know, because I feel like you can make the argument, why wasn't Mike Piazza first ballot? Why wasn't Trevor Hoffman, we said, first ballot? Why wasn't um, – trying to think of another guy off the top of my head. I don't know, but just some examples Edgar of the last Martinez. few years. Uh, Edgar Martinez. Well, him – you know, I can understand the argument with him just because he was a DH and they didn't want to let him in. I don't agree with it, but I can understand, like, you know, he's not in, every, you know, he's not, he's not in the field. Okay, but, but to counter that, CC Sabathia – rarely ever hits you know what i mean like no 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 i, I agree with that well, I'm, I'm just saying, saying you know like it it I, and i get where you're coming from you know because it is taking apart taking away a key piece of uh you know his thing but you know for a dh you know they should know that he's not going to have a lot of fielding time you know what i mean so, but I think that's why, because he was solely a DH. I mean, I think it's, you know, with pitching, they know. That's what a starter does. They pitch every five days. For a DH, I think people, purists, you know, feel that a guy who's one-dimensional and just can hit shouldn't be in the hall. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, but I, I could see why Yeah, maybe, I, I, maybe he ten, wasn't a first-ballot Hall of Famer. Ten years, though? I no, know. I don't. Yeah, I yeah, that's a little much in my opinion. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if CC's a first ballot. I, I'd like to think he would be. I mean, in five years from now, in theory, you know, he would be probably the biggest name on that list, unless probably. somebody like Albert Pujols retires after this year. I don't see that happening. Well, he's got um, a couple more years to his contract, doesn't he? Yeah, that's my point. So okay. I, but then again, you don't know what kind of leftovers are going to be over the years. Yeah, that's true. So, but I mean, if it's if it's him and a few other, I I could see it. I think I, just, if he I don't think his, it's a lock. I think if he keeps his ERA at you know he's he's at three twenty right now. If he keeps it in that range for the rest of the year and he brings his career one down a little bit, uh, for for me he's a lock. I think three thousand. Yeah. I think three thousand strikeouts is a lock. Two fifty wins is a lock. I mean, that's just you know that's my opinion. Uh, and I know that the the lock numbers are kind of on a changing. Streak, but that only benefits CC because he's over where it's changing to. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, you're never gonna. I don't think we're ever gonna see 300 wins again. Or uh, you know, I think the next closest is Verlander with three, uh, with 27, 66. So he'll easily, granted he's still, if he stays healthy, you know, for all we know, he could pass it. He might. No, yeah, if he hits another, he he had 290 strikeouts last year. So if he gets 300, another 250. He'll most likely pass three thousand this year, which is crazy. Um, That'd be cool. He most he most likely won't get to two fifty wins. He's at two oh nine. He's thirty six. He's got another two year contract. Um, so we'll see. But um, in terms of CFC, yeah, I think I, I I agree. I think he's a he's a Hall of Famer. I like to think he's first ballot. I just I don't think it's a lock as some other guys. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll be heading up there for that one too. Yeah. No, uh, to go f- to stay with pitchers, uh, Steven Strasburg became, I think, the quickest in terms of was it innings or games pay, play pitched to 15. Go ahead. Usually, usually, when they do that, it's innings. Okay. 
Um, I think he surpassed uh, the quickest in innings because uh, Chris Sale was originally that. Yeah, and I think I think when I saw it on uh, the MLB's Instagram, it was uh, what's it called? It, it was they they used his innings as the quickest, which makes more sense because games. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, because he's missed he's missed plenty of games. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, he's the quickest to fifteen hundred career strikeouts in in so many in you know in in terms of innings, um, but he's thirty. And I'm not trying to take away from him because I think that's you know he's only he got it in twelve hundred and seventy four innings pitched, um, which is impressive. He's averaging, you know, ten point six strikeouts per nine innings, but he's not healthy. He's not he's not consistently healthy. He hasn't pitched he hasn't pitched more than thirty starts since twenty fourteen. The closest he got was in twenty seventeen when he was an all star and he got twenty eight, and he hasn't thrown over two hundred innings since twenty fifteen twenty fourteen. He signed. Uh, massive extension uh, one of those years. So bodes the question to me, is he overrated? I think I know your answer. I don't think you do, to be honest. <laughs> you don't think time. he is? Uh, see, when it comes down to questions like this, and, and like, are they overrated? Are they underrated? You know, the, Now, this could go back to our last podcast when we said about hyped prospects. He was as hyped as they come, too. So you got to remember that everybody was thinking he's the, he's going to be the next all time great pitcher, and he still can be. I'm not saying that. Well, here's the thing: I think that he's not. I think he's neither overrated nor underrated. I think that, you know, I think that he is good enough to be where he is. He's the number two guy on that staff in Washington. He's he's a solid number two guy. You know, he 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 gets injured. He gets injured kind of more than I think they would like, obviously. Um, but he's had he's had a good career so far. I mean, he's he's ninety seven and fifty three, which is better than I kind of expected. Three fifteen ERA is a little a little north of where he'd probably like it, but it's not terrible by any means. He's got mm-hmm. you know fifteen oh one strikeouts, quickest to ever do that. Um, the most he's ever had in a season though is two forty two, so he's not a huge strikeout guy. I don't think that he's overrated. I think that he's, you know, he's where he is. I think he gets a lot of traction because, you know, he's playing on that Washington team and he stands out, you know, and it's it's impressive to stand out when you're pitching behind Max Scherzer, who's always, uh, you know, always impressive when he's out there. Mm-hmm. I, it's It's tough, you know, like, obviously I've seen him since he's come up in 2010. You know, I've seen him pitch, you know, the, the nine years or whatever that he's pitched. And he's, you know, at least against the Mets, he's been pretty good, obviously. You know, he, you know, the Nationals have always have kind of been good against the Mets for a while. But in my opinion, I think that he's right where he should be. He gets he gets a lot of hype sometimes when he does something phenomenal. But that's I think that's just the MLB trying to promote more players to be, you know, stars and stuff and i think that he is he still has that ability to be star level but he'll always be in the shadow of um max scherzer i think see now i see i disagree with you because like i said he came up and he was supposed to be the next great thing and you know he doesn't have 100 wins yet he doesn't have over 2000 innings pitch 
He doesn't, you know, he just hit over 1,500 innings, uh, strikeouts. His teammate, Max Scherzer, in the same 10 year, in his first 10 years, because this is considered Strasburg's first 10 years, Scherzer has won 141 games, has thrown about 1,900 innings, 1897, and has struck out 2,149 hitters. He just passed 2,500 strikeouts this year. To me, Scherzer didn't come up as the the next great thing. He he came up and he proved why he's probably the greatest pitcher in our game right now. He, he turned just, himself into that, though. You know, like my point. So I think when and now Strasburg's making. I just looked at this. He's making thirty eight million dollars this year. Thirty. Now that's a, that's a different question, though. Is he overpaid? Yeah, but I think he's overrated, and I think that has to do. With, you know, he signed seven year, one hundred seventy five million dollar contract. Uh Let's see what year did he sign that? Recently, probably within the last three years. Uh, he signed that in 2016. It started in 2017. He came off a 24 start year, and he hasn't been healthy since. I just, I don't, I don't think he's been worth it, and I think he's been overhyped since he came up. I don't think I think you know he's had a few good seasons, and that's and that's been it. I I just don't you know he's a good number two. But I don't think you know. That's why I I think that I think that the contract kind of doesn't do him any good. You know, the contract is lofty for what he is. You know, so maybe by me saying that, I am saying he's overrated. But I, at the same time, I I think that that's kind of the Nationals, you know, kind of doing a a bad business deal. You know what I mean? That's uh, fair, I, but I, I I don't know. I just think when, like you said, when people, oh, Strasburg's this, Strasburg, yeah, yeah he's the youngest. I, I, yeah, he's the quickest to fifteen hundred strikeouts, but it took him ten years. And you I know. think I'll be honest with you, I think Degrom's on a faster pace than that. He probably is, and he's just probably old. He came up old. He's going to be older. He is older. Degrom Degrom reached a thousand at the end of last year, and he's only pitched, I think, five years since since yeah since twenty fourteen. Yeah. I think, and I think Scherzer's Degrom's... on. Scherzer's going to hit over three thousand strikeouts. He's only thirty-four, and he's got over twenty-five hundred. Yeah, Scherzer. Scherzer's going to be Hall of Fame. I think uh, so, which is crazy because, like I said, he was never, you know, he was a mediocre—not mediocre—but in Detroit, he look at had... Mike, look at Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza was a, you know, late late round draft pick. I don't remember exactly. You know, I can find it, but that happen. It happens sometimes. It's it it's it might be a little rare, but it's you know. It does happen. Sometimes those guys who are top prospects and they're, you know, highly toted don't pan out, you know, and that's kind of where I think you're going with Strasburg. But I think that the fact that he's still – He's quality. He's a quality he's, big leaguer. Yeah, he's, he's still relevant. He's still pitching at a quality level is something because, you know, a, a lot of – like, you know, think about past number ones. I bet, I bet if we went back and we looked at – the past number one draft picks for the last 15 years. Some of them probably aren't even playing anymore. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. I just think, you know, you know in, in a couple of years, if Vlad Guerrero doesn't live up to heights, is he, are we going to label him overrated? You yeah. know, I don't, I don't think Steven Strasburg has been, you know, uh, deemed overrated. I don't think that's ever a conversation. If anything, I think Max Scherzer is underrated. I think you know everyone says he's a great pitcher, but I don't think I don't think we, everyone realizes how good this guy is. In ten years, like I said, he had, those were his numbers in, in his three first time, ten years. Three and he's times got three Cy Young. Young. 
He could have won one last year in both leagues too. Yeah. yeah um, he, there's no doubt that he's you know it, it you know he's got yeah. eight walks to seventy two strikeouts. <laughs> he's insane. It's, it's crazy. He, he's a high strikeout guy. He's a you know. He averages uh, 250, and, and just to show you how good he's been since he's come to the Nats, his ERA in five years with the Detroit Tigers was 3.52. In five years with the Nationals, 2.77. Yeah, he's, and he's got um, more strikeouts and less innings. He's he's impressive. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. He, I, you know what the really he's crazy a Hall part of famer, like you said. You know what the really crazy part about that is? He's 1-4 this year. Yeah. 3.780 yeah. ERA. And his, the, doc, and his, the doctor yeah. and the bulls. Yeah, that his fifth is a one nine six. Yeah, that's uh, as much as I love ERA. I, that the the fifth is becoming more important, and and like the the like the advanced stats where they look into like his, you know, the defense behind him and stuff. Yeah, I, um, I, like I, and I, you know what? Now that I'm, you know, because I'm still learning those kind of new stats too. When you when you factor in FIP, which is you know ERA and the defensive people behind him, that makes even a difference. More, yeah, it's a, yeah, because I mean, that's why the ground won the Cy Young last year. You know, that was more the offense of the Mets rather than the defense. But oh, so this is what FIP is. So this is it's based on Baseball Reference. It measures a pitcher's effectiveness effectiveness at preventing home runs, walks, hit by fist, hit by pitches, and causing strikeouts. So everything that a pitcher can do. So they, yeah. they, they're the uh, ones who are, you know, striking the people out. They're the ones causing a walk or a hit by pitch. So he, you know, you take out anything that is in the air or on the ground, he's the best pitcher in the game based on fit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, that's just, you know, at that point, he's, you know, everything else is something that's been put in play. DeGrom has had way less years, so it's, it's hard to compare the two of them. But DeGrom's current fit is 3.49. Uh, you know, so, but his career FIP is 2.83, and last year was 1.99. Wow. That's crazy. So, I, I mean, it's, uh, that's a, for, you know, we, we talk about what stats are good measuring stats. I think that's a really good measuring stat. Yeah, without a doubt. So, without a doubt. Uh, so, Scherzer, I think, you know, or, or Strasburg, because that's what we were talking about. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the, the hype he's getting for 15K strikeouts is going to be dashed rather quickly because DeGrom's already got uh, 1,056 because um, he's got 56 this year so far. Mm-hmm. And DeGrom, I think DeGrom, his, DeGrom's 162 game average is 246. Uh, so, he, you know, he's averaging around 250. I think he'll get to I think by 2021, DeGrom will get to uh, 1,500, maybe even sooner than that. I don't know. You never know. It could be next year. If he gets, yeah. to, if he gets 250 this year, uh, it, it'll, it could be next year or, or the very beginning of the 2020, uh, 2021 season. You never you know, know. Which would make – which I think would make DeGrom uh, the fastest. You never at know. Least at least faster than uh, Strasburg. Yeah, he's got to stay. Yeah, you never know because he's got to stay healthy and whatever. DeGrom's only, you know, to that point, DeGrom only has 937 innings pitched. That's yeah, crazy. It's actually, it's crazy. And he's, 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 you know, coming quickly upon 1,500. 
Strasburg's got 1,200 innings pitched. So it's it's close. It's yeah. close. You know, maybe, you know, it, it, it's tough to say. I don't want to say he's overrated because I think he is good. And I think he's fine for a second starter. You know, so in that sense, he's not overrated. I think that he gets hyped too much, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, he's not overrated by, like, fans and such, but he's overrated by the league, maybe. So, I don't know, maybe that's what you were talking about, and I just sound like a complete... No, I, you know, I, think we, I think you made a good point. He, he's a quality pitcher. I wasn't trying to disparage. I just, I no, just, yeah, I, I know you weren't. It's, and it's, it's good debate if we agree on everything. It's, you know, it's going to be a boring show. Um, so, so we'll see what happens. I mean, he's still got plenty of time left. He's only 30, like you said. He could, yeah, yeah for all we know, he could turn it on. And really yeah, I mean, Scherzer off. has. Like, Scherzer yeah, has. exactly. He got better with age. So, we never, you know, you never know. Like fine wine. Someone who hasn't gotten better with age, though, just segue, is Albert Pujols. Yeah. Uh, I think we've talked about it in length on the podcast. He's just – he's he hasn't been the same hitter he was in Anaheim. And I'm just looking at it now. It's 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 kind of sad, you know. He had – he had an over 1,000 career on-base pers- – uh, ops, on-base plus slugging. He had – he had a his career was uh 1.037. That's like greatest of you know, a, the greatest players of all time. In his eight years in Anaheim, he has a seven six seven. He has brought his his down over a hundred points. His ops down over a hundred points, which is you know it's uh, it's crazy. He's brought his average down three hundred uh, uh twenty seven points. He's dropped his on base percentage down a hundred points. It's just his slugging over two hundred points. It's 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 sad. You know what's crazy about everything you just said? He's still hitting 301 in his career. He still has a 934 OPS in his career. Yeah, but I think I don't think I think when it's all said and done, he's not going to have that 30 300 average, which is crazy. I think he should figure out a way to retire after the season. To be honest with you, because yeah, because you're well, right. He's he's only doing more damage to his his career stats. He's going to make the Hall of Fame regardless. Yeah, and he's just, uh, he's coming up on two thousand RBIs. He's one he's, away. He's one away. He he's at seventeen hundred eighty six runs, which is a lot. I don't know what the all time numbers are for that. He's gonna make the Hall of Fame easily, you know. Even if he brings his career stuff, his batting average down a little bit. Yeah, but one can make the case that he's just not the same player. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's one hundred percent not. And if you look at the, I mean, it's it's not hard to see. If you look at the splits. Of his first, uh, his first ten years, to his his next ten, is, mm-hmm. or his next nine, it's night and day. Uh, yeah, got, it's it's sad. He he made the All Star team almost every single year with St. Louis. He won three MVPs. He won a bunch of Silver Sluggers. He hasn't. All of his accolades are in the front half of his career. Including all his World Series, and, and all his World Series, he's made he's made one All Star appearance since joining the Angels. That was in twenty fifteen, and one forty home run season, which was that same year. Yeah, which it, you know, look, I, I like Pujols. I've always liked Pujols, but you know, there's no doubt he's a different player in uh, in L A. And 
you know, that's, that's, it's, it is tough to see. It's hard. And I only say he should retire after this year to kind of selfishly preserve his stats. You know? Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. It's, you know, he's going to make the Hall of Fame, like I said, regardless. Easily, he'll be first ballot. But it's, I, th- I feel like it's nicer to, you know, it's nicer to go in with that shiny 300-plus batting average than a sub-200. I mean, people go in with sub-300 uh, averages. I mean, sub-300 averages, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's nicer just, to have it over three. Yeah, it's definitely sad. Is but, he the greatest know, of our generation? I mean, it's hard to find. It's. I think he's the greatest players of the two thousands. You know, because we're well in we're we're in the twenty tens now. You know what I mean? But I mean, but, since since let's say two thousand to now, is he the greatest? So you got to consider. I mean, there's a bunch of guys you consider in there. You could say A Rod, whether you like him or not. You could say Miguel Cabrera. You could say Barry Bonds. You could say him. You could say. Mike Trout, you can make an argument for. Uh, you can make an easy argument for, I should say. Uh, Which is crazy because he's never played before 2012. You know, yeah. we're going we're going from all the way from 2000, and he's in. He's in. He really he is in the conversation. That's a, you know, that's a genuine truth. But no matter who who would like that or not, you know, he. I don't think he wins that argument. I don't think he wins it either, just because he's missing 10, 12 years that we're talking yeah. about. But I mean, he he he'll get mentioned. He'll get yeah. mentioned. Oh, and, without a doubt. And in twenty in in ten years from now, in twenty twenty nine, you know, when Mike Trapp's coming towards the end of his career or whatever, like just like full horse is, we'll be talking about the same thing. Well, you know, well, hopefully. Yeah, no, I don't believe that yet. I don't believe that when I see. It. I think I don't think it's going to be that sharp of a decline because he'll be with the Angels. And I don't I think. think... It'll be, I. I I didn't mean to convey that he was going to decline like pools. I meant that he's going to be oh, nearing yeah, the probably, end of his career and probably a shell of his former self. But I think I think a lot had to do with pool holes too. And I've said this since the day he signed it. If he didn't in 2012, if he doesn't win a championship, it just looks bad because you know the Angel fans are going to hate him, and he he shouldn't he doesn't deserve to be hated. You know he had such a great career in St. Louis, and I don't blame the guy for taking the money and running. And moving on and trying to do something better, um, but if you, you stay gotta, in St. You, Louis and you, you got to wonder this, though, yeah. But if you stay in St. Louis and you finish like this, you could at least say like, oh, he led us to what was it, two championships? You know, they had those memories. The Angels don't. He just looked yeah. at it as an albatross contract. You gotta, yeah, you gotta wonder like, what would they? What? How different his career would be if he stayed in St. Louis for the rest of it. Well, I mean, let's look at it this way. Uh, what was he averaging? He's probably averaging at least 40 home runs, right? Let's see. In, in his St. Louis years? Or... In his St. Louis years? I'll do, the, I'll do it right now. He was, uh, he was averaging 40, 40 home runs in the St. Louis years. He was averaging 40 home runs, 121 RBIs, um, and 188 hits in, what was that, 10 years. So he's played another eight years. So let's just say he has, I don't know, another three years like that. No, I don't even want to say. Let's see. He left, so 32, 33, 34. We'll say another four, four or five years because he hit 31 home runs at age 36. Say he had another five years of 40 home runs. Yeah. That's 200. What is that, 200? Yeah, that's 200 
home runs. He would have been at six hundred way quicker. Six forty five. Because he left he he left with four forty five. And then he's you're only, talking about he's only let's at, say he hit thirty. I mean it's a big if. He he's over seven hundred. Easily. And I'm not now a lot th- a lot of things can happen. Speculation too. But Yeah, but I mean you gotta just by taking his averages, like I said, he hit thirty in his first year in Anaheim. Then it went to seventeen because he got hurt. Then it was 28, 40, and 31. So he still was capable of hitting over 30-plus home runs at age 34 and 35. So that's why I'm saying I th- you'd think it's safe to assume if he's in St. Louis and all is going well, he's hitting at least 40, at least 30. So he's still over 600. God, could you imagine? No, I mean, you can make an argument. If he stayed in St. Louis, he might have been the greatest of all time. Yeah. And he, in my opinion, think- he's, he's going to go down as one of the – one of the greats, I mean, that's that's obvious. He, I, I think that, you know, I've said it five times already, but there's no doubt he's going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, 638 home runs is... 3,000 hits. Oh, 3,100 hits. Yeah, that's great. 2,000 RBIs, you know. He's never striking out more than 100 times in a season. Never, mm-hmm. He's never hit 100 strikeouts in a season. The most is 93. It's impressive. That's crazy. He's got more walks than more career walks than strikeouts by like seventy. Yeah, and he's he, absolute... he and he's all time leader and grounded a double play. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> Slow footed pool holes, which is not what you want. But he's got one hundred and eleven stolen bases. I think that's yeah. pretty impressive too. Not that's gonna funny. lie, it is because he's he's always been a big guy. He's a little um, bit speedier back in you know back in his, his 20, earlier days, his early twenties. But at the same like. That's crazy to think now. Now you now you just we just I just mess we just mess with me. I mean that's crazy. He could have been, he could have been like fourth all time in home runs. He could have been for all we know he could have broke the record. We're coming close. Could you imagine? Uh, I mean, and as as far as we know, he's clean. And and the best part is that he's like, regardless of how bad he's kind of tore his career apart, being in L.A. and just not performing. He's still one of the yeah. best players we've ever seen. Yeah. Three three time MVP, ten time All Star, Rookie of the Year, two World Series championship, uh, two Gold Gloves. That's that's tough though, because one of the best postseason hitters of all time too. And you know it's great. You know it's crazy. I, I there's no doubt in my mind he hits over forty home runs at least in the first five years because he was used to National League pitching. Yep. Yep. And I granted, and- a lot of pitchers have come up. You know, DeGrom, Scherzer's over there now and things like that. But, you know, for the majority, the league hadn't changed that much. He was still facing the same kind of hitters. I think in 2012 to 2014, he would have still been fine. Yeah. You know, because DeGrom only came up midway through 2014. And, and you know, DeGrom was good. But, and he, you know, he won Rookie of the Year. But it's not like we play, he, he would be facing Pujols, you know. And, and and even if he did, who knows? Pujols could have. Owned him. Owned him, yeah. Exactly. We have no – which that's is an, crazy. You know, that's an experienced hitter. You don't – you know, it's it's amazing. Like, you don't think about, like, how great some of these guys were until you really look at their stats and then you, you're like, holy cow. If he would have – you know, if he would have kept on pace, and he probably would have, like we just said. For at least because... three or four, three to five years. I don't think that the the, the, the last five years he probably would have did much, but maybe 25, 30 home runs. I think he would have. I think he would have been at six hundred way quicker. You know, they got oh, the six hundred. Yeah. What did he get the six hundred last year? Uh he's got six thirty eight. So he yeah, twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking three or four years, you know. Yes, yeah, about about two years, two years earlier. And he still would have been going. Yeah, and I, like I said, in those the two years after hitting the you know forty home runs, I still think he could have put up thirty. And so that's another sixty. And that's over seven hundred. He's he would have been yeah, maybe man. wouldn't have caught bonds, but who knows? Maybe he had a fifty home run season there. We have no idea. I, just, I, he's never I, hit, I, he never hit fifty home runs, so maybe that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, he never need. Yeah, but he never need. He, he came close though. Forty seven in two thousand nine. He had forty nine in two thousand six. Oh, oh yeah, look at that. This is crazy, mind blowing. See, uh, and he could have won the MVP. Let's see, he finished second one, two, three, three four times. more times. Yeah, he he's, he's won four that's... MVPs. Am I looking at the right guy? Yeah, he's won four MVPs. He could... <laughs> you're looking at four MVPs. He could have won it. He came in second four times. Yeah, he could have won it a couple more times. Oh yeah, three times. See, that's why I was like, no, wait, he won four. I I looked at rookie of the year. One rookie of the year. Yeah, but but he, in that, that rookie season, seven, like, what a time the bonds. In that rookie season, he he came in fourth in MVP voting. So yeah, it's it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts, and I'm a little shocked. I didn't realize this earlier. Yeah, it's crazy. An all-time great, an all-time great. Yeah, even with even with bad seasons, even with yeah, bad but... eight subpar years, he's still one of the greatest of all time. Eight subpar years. There are not many people who can say that they had eight subpar years out of their nineteen-year career. No, I, I mean, I think he he could have been. A, I I think he could have been a Hall of Famer. After his first eleven years, I mean, he would he wouldn't have had the the you know the the lock numbers like we he would have he would have made it close. I think he would have got it eventually. Four forty, he had over what thirteen hundred RBIs. He he had over two thousand hits in eleven in those eleven years. He had over and had three twenty eight batting average. Yeah, he would have been an interesting case. You know, we're already talking about Mike Trout. You know, going to the Hall of Fame, and he's not even close to the numbers he, that he's had. You know, he that's true. Played. He hasn't played eleven years, but we're already talking about it. That's I, true. I think Trout and Pujols have had similar starts to their career. No, I think Pujols is better though. I think, well, no doubt. Yeah, which is crazy because we say how how much Mike Trout is the greatest, could be the greatest of all time. Albert Pujols could have very well been the greatest of all time. I mean, if you look at his first eleven years, he had a three twenty eight career average. He had four hundred forty home runs. What was Mike Trout? Mike Trout's at two forty seven, I think, and he's been playing for seven years. So maybe, maybe he's on that same trajectory. I don't know. No, I don't think he is. I think he's slightly off. And Pujols was a better discipline, had a higher average. Yeah, Pujols was easier, the better player. Which is crazy because look at how much we think of Mike. How much we think of Mike. But uh, you know, to wrap up on Pujols, I. Man, what a what a I, I you know what? You know, to answer your question from before, I think I have to give him the generational, you know, the best best player of our generation. Yeah, it, it's kinda hard to argue not. I I mean, eight years. He's had eight subpar years in in his nineteen year career and a Hall of Famer. Easy. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. It's nearly impossible to say that that, that that that's possible for any other players. 
You'd have to we we'd have to do a lot of digging to figure that out. But uh, yeah, I kind of I have to agree with you with that. Um, it's crazy. It is. It's it's. Um, oh, man, I I don't even know what to say about it. Like you 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 go on MLB or uh, Baseball Reference and you look at like his early, his his first eleven years, and there are a lot of bold italics. Yeah. He. Hence, yeah, I, I'm going to agree. He was the greatest of our generation, starting in 2000 or 2001 when he came up. Yeah, easily. Just the, the consistency for those 11 years is is off the charts. And I don't think you've ever – I don't know if you'll find a more consistent player over an 11-year no. period. Maybe our next person, um, and I'm going to go off. I didn't clear this with you prior to this, but I got a notification on my phone, and I'm sure you know. Uh, as of tonight, uh, let's say May 7th, Robinson Cano is the newest member to the 2500 Hit Club. Ah, I actually, I haven't been watching the game because we're, we're recording. Yeah, so he is the, I think it said the sixth Dominican-born player to get the, uh, uh, becomes the third, act, a third active player to reach the historic milestone. I don't know where I got Dominican from. Uh, let's just disregard that. Uh, but... You know, he's he's Mr. Consistency, too. I mean, in his time with New York, you know, it didn't get many, much better uh, in terms of consistency than him. I mean, granted, not on Albert Pujols' level. But, you know, a, a very consistent player. Not so much this year for the Mets. Yeah, which, of course, is the case because he came to the Mets, and that's who I like. So <laughs> why, why would anything good ever come out of it? Um, in all honesty, I think he's gonna. He'll be fine by the end of the year. I think he's just, you know. I I don't know. I I really I I couldn't even speculate what it is. I, I it's, uh, but I'm not surprised that he comes to the Mets for the first time, and of course he's having a slow start and whatever. Well, it's also his first time in the National League, so that's probably he's got something to do with it. Maybe, maybe. It's it's. You know, definitely, a, it's certainly a possibility. It could be, could be the answer to the, the conundrum. But you know, but he's been as consistent in terms of like games played as anyone. I mean, up until last year when he got suspended, he was averaging probably 160 games a year between 2017 and 2000, uh, 2007, 2017. So ten year span it doesn't get much better, more consistent than him. You know, 20, 20 home runs. I think the lowest he had was 14 one year, and that was his first year in Seattle. Uh, had to get used to the spacious safe code, but 300 hitter, you know, above average on base. You know, there wasn't, you know, he's, he's as consistent as they come, and I'd like to think prior to the whole steroid scandal, he was a Hall of Famer, but I don't know if I could say the same now. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because I think he was going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Now, you know, but you know, to be honest with you, those a lot of those steroid guys, you know, they're getting votes. It's not like they're not getting votes. Yeah, he'll, he'll be an interesting case. I mean, he's got three hundred fourteen career home runs, which is probably a, a bunch for a second baseman. I think Jeff Kent has three seventy seven, and he's the all time leader, I believe, for second baseman. Don't quote me on that. Um, so he's up there. I mean, he's got over 1,200 RBI. He's got 304 batting average. Uh, like I said, very consistent, real good fielder. Makes it look effortless. 
out there. Uh, yeah, he's he's smooth. I think he's got about eight All Star games in fifteen years. So I don't know. I I just I just thought it was interesting. He came up and we were talking about milestones. So thought I'd bring that up. Uh, yeah, no, good, good call. I, I I didn't I didn't see the notification. It was probably probably came across while we were shooting. So anything else you uh, want to say about that? No, uh, no. I mean, I mean, congratulations to Robbie. I mean, I I I think I. I You'll probably back me up on this. I think I gave him a real hard time, uh, especially when he was a Yankee. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just because he was a Yankee, you know, but I liked him. I always thought he was he was slick, so I liked that. And then when he got suspended, I was kind of disappointed, um, you know, because he had always seemed like a good player to me, you know, which mm-hmm. we didn't get. And, you know, I – I have strong feelings on steroids and, you know, I'll, I'll stick to it. I've certain guys I've gone easy on like, uh, Bartolo Colon, you know, I, it's like everyone kind of forgot about his incident. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. You know, but he, he did it. And I think that'll affect his hall of fame voting whenever he gets to that point, you know, cause he's, he's got good numbers and stuff, maybe not hall of fame, but you know, yeah, might... I don't know about that. He might be in the combo. He's, he's, be an interesting case. He's got, yeah, I don't know. Um, do you think Cano gets the three thousand hits? Uh, with five years left on his contract, yep. Right, he's got to he's got to really mess up or get cut or something. But at that point, will it matter? Maybe. I don't know. I, mean, I think I, yeah, that's a good point. You look at look look at a Rod. I mean, he's a Rod's kind of you know, winning back fans, you know, because he's being, he's been a charismatic person, you know, off the field and he's doing, you know, uh, some night baseball every now and then. And he's, you know, making appearances with, with JLo and whatever, you know, I feel like all that that he's doing is kind of like trying to, you know, make up for what he did. You know, al- allegedly, because you know, as you point out, every time, I've it, <laughs> every time I've ever brought it up, you know, he, he's never failed the drug test, which is technically true. But I think it's no, it's safe to say he did it. But you know, no, he's, but I, I think he's failed. It, it's Barry Bonds who's never failed one. Not that I give you, that I stick stick to you. That's <laughs> and he's he's kind of been what he. You know he's been welcomed back into baseball. Yeah, he was uh, the Marlins hitting coach, and he was just wasn't his number just retired last year by San Francisco. Yeah, I think I'm telling you, him and Clemens, I think they're getting in, and I couldn't be happier for that. But that that could be a whole other discussion for a whole other day. Yeah, because you and I are going to disagree on that for sure. Oh yeah, we've we've already done that one. So that <laughs> that'll be that'll be an interesting one. Maybe I don't know. We'll have to work that in there one day. Because that, that that'll be an interesting. That's an off season. That's an off season show. I think. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, like, if he's 40 years old or 41, whenever his contract ends, and he has 3,000 hits, are people going to say it's because he hung around the game too long, or is it going to be because okay, this is one of the better players of all time? I think that it'll be because he's one of the better players okay. of all time. I on be, and that's because he's been one of the better players in his career. You know, like you know. He's at twenty five hundred right now for a reason. Yeah. He's he's consistent. He's got a you know he probably has currently the the prettiest swing of every of any major leaguer. Uh, I think that 
a lot of fans would agree with that. Mm. He's just got a smooth swing. It's like it, it he kind of looks it reminds people of Griffey when he went to Seattle. That is true. You know, people were reminded of Griffey Jr. immediately. You know, and and he he is you know, he's not on the level of Ken Griffey. He's not going to reach 600 home runs. Um, yeah, that no, would be he, something. That would, I think that would be a major red flag if he did that. Yeah, 300 home runs in five years. That would be something. That would be, that would be insane. That would be 100, almost 100 a year. It'd be like 80 something a year. So I don't know. But I, 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 I like Cano. I wish he didn't get that suspension for the PEDs, uh, you know. What can you do about it, though? That's true. You know, I think that he's good for the Mets. I think he's, you know, that veteran skill, that ability to get his. Of course, hasn't shown so far. He's only batting, I think, 240 or something like that, which is, uh, you know, the reason I've got gray hairs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and, and the Mets are losing, by the way, for anyone who's listening and is interested. They are now losing 4-2. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, to wrap up on Pujols and Cano, I think, uh, you know, we, you can only exhaust so much on Pujols who's, you know, I'll say it again. He's had eight subpar seasons and is still one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Yeah. And I think you could probably say the same about Cano in our generation was, I'm going to put it that way. Yeah, Cano Cano's a generational talent for sure. Um what else? Uh another thing, more more smaller level milestones. Uh Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo of Chicago. Chicago Cubs hit his two hundredth home run recently and JD Martinez I think did it tonight. So yeah. that's kinda interesting. Uh I don't you know, Rizzo did it in nine years and he's twenty nine. Martinez is in his age thirty one. He's really only hit him in the last what seven years? Yeah, which is kind of interesting. I'm just, I'm sure he's gotten drug tested. Like I've always said, I hope I hope it's not true because I think actually in the last five years he's really he's hit like 200 home runs. He's averaging about 40 at that pace. Um, yeah, because he came out of no. I mean, in, in his three years in Houston, he had 24 home runs and driven 126 RBIs. In four years in Detroit, it was 99 home runs and 284 and. A year and a half in Boston, it's forty-seven and one hundred forty-eight. Um, He's definitely been tested. It, yeah, you know, I, I don't think there's anything. There's no doubt about that. Sometimes, sometimes the guys, you know, sometimes they just figure out their swing, and and you know that that power's always been there, but he just figured out his swing, and now he's yeah. You know, true. I'm just a cynic, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I hope it's not true, but it's it's always possible yeah. that he's. I doubt it, but it's always possible. And then Anthony Rizzo, to be honest with you, didn't really see that one coming. 200. I felt like that was a lot for him. And then I'm looking back, and he's been pretty consistent over the last um, five, six years. I can't believe he's played nine years. Yeah, he still feels kind of young. I mean, he's 29, though. He's he's getting up there. Not that that's old, but, you know, for baseball, I didn't see that, to be honest with you. No. That's yeah. I, I I didn't even I didn't even hear about it until you just said it. To be honest, which <laughs> is kind of bad because it's partly my job to know these things. But yeah, but like very underrated, I think. You know, he doesn't get a lot of love out there in Chicago, or probably love that he deserves. You know, I feel like he's always been. You know, he 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 wasn't that hyped when he came in. It was Chris Bryant, maybe Chris Bryant, another prospect that I kind of forgot. 
Maybe he was hyped. I don't really, I can't really remember. I remember he was actually, I think maybe he was the last one to get hyped like that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the level that, that Vlad got is like. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to, maybe we'll put a poll out. And, and... Yeah, yeah, we could put a poll out on, on social media. It's, it's so interesting to, to know. Yeah, but uh, Rizzo have been quietly one of the more consistent players in the game the last six years. Um, I don't know if I see him getting anything major. I don't think he's on a Hall of Fame pace. Probably, I say he finishes with anywhere between four fifty and five hundred home runs. Yeah, he might be. He might end up being like a Cubs great, but I don't think he's on a Hall of Fame. Pace. No, I mean unless he turns it on and signs somewhere. Else, he's not a free agent for another couple of years. He's got actually they got team options for the next two years. He could have been a free agent this year. Um, if he if he stays in Chicago and he and he, you know, and he uh, he stays consistent as he is, I think he'll be Cubs Hall of Fame. I don't, I don't know if they probably have something like that, or you know, they retire his number out there. You know, and he's and he's got the first World Series for them in 109 years. You know, he helped he helped lead them to that. So that certainly helps. Oh yeah, without a doubt, that helps. Um, but I, I don't know. I I just thought I thought him him and Martinez Martinez just felt like no out of nowhere, and then I didn't realize how consistent Rizzo was. I thought, and then Nolan Arenado was coming up on 200, and I feel like he should have a ton more. So <laughs> I, I guess I'm just out of whack. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, 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 yeah, Aaron, Aaron, I was kind of surprising because it's, you know, because he's out in Coors Field, which is notoriously helpful for hitters. Yeah, he's been like hitting, he's been, every year, I feel like you see him leading the National League in home runs and he's only at 200. So, no. well, he's only, he's only been in the league since like 2012 or 2013, something like that. Yeah, he had his first like real good years, 2015. So yeah, I guess, yeah, you're right. It's pretty impressive. He's he's at 195 as of, I guess, yesterday's stats. I don't know if he's hit anything tonight, so he's got five left. How old is he, 26? He's 28. 28, okay. So, so he's, he's a, little... a little younger than Rizzo. Just turned 28. Yeah. Um, he's another one, you know. He just signed that big deal with Colorado, so he'll be in course field probably for the rest of his career. Maybe he, he could easily go off. I mean, in seven years, actually really in one, two, three, Five years to get 200 home runs. He plays another 15 years. What are we looking at? Six? Yeah. If he keeps up that pace, I mean. I'd be impressive if he got to six. Yeah. Yes, it would. I don't know, though. Yeah, that's. I think it's a bit of a stretch to assume that he'll get to six. But, you know, stranger things have happened. I'm sure nobody thought Max Scherzer was going to get anywhere near 3,000 strikeouts, let alone the greatest pitcher in the game title. Yeah, that's true. When we get to episode 400, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to reminisce about episode 8 here. And uh, we'll, 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 see, we'll see how right we were. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that's all I have on my notes in terms of milestones and stuff. Yeah, you were, you were kind of – you were leading the charge with the milestones. <laughs> Um, I I knew about I knew about the big ones like Strasburg's and uh, um, CC. Yeah, I know. Yeah, CC obviously because that was big news. Um, I think I tweeted him too from the from the Twitter, congratulate him. Um, so I, I we could we could wrap 
I mean, if if you don't have anything else, I, I'm I'm set. Yeah, I mean, we we hit a lot in the last episode. We went kind of over this one. We we hit our main points. I think we covered pretty much everything from the last two weeks or every major thing. Yeah, this one will end up being about uh, about a, about an hour almost. The the yeah the, the last session we just did was uh whatever thirty five minutes. So um so yeah we we can wrap episode eight uh and then. We've made up for the two weeks that we slacked off on. Yes, and we will definitely be back uh, next week. Yeah, I I think that uh, you and I are about to hit hit our stride here. We'll be able to do consistent shows. Yeah, without a doubt. School ends, uh, schedules open. Yeah, uh, the only, summer. The only thing I'll be doing is is working, and and I know you're the same, and and we'll definitely be able to have some time to. Oh yeah, without a doubt, we'll have set just... more set schedules. So expect yeah. more. Hopefully more content. Uh, yeah, definitely more yeah. more consistent on a weekly basis. Yeah, there are, yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Ballpark Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Ballpark Podcast. Uh, you know, it's 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 a fun ride. I think that I'm pretty funny managing the Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, tweet, tweeting out players and teams. We're getting some. We got some mentions and stuff from, from teams and players. Um, you know, so check us out on that. And, you know, once I get a little bit more time and freedom to, uh, control that, I'll be able to put announcements up. I'll be putting, I'm going to start putting the show on Twitter and Instagram or definitely Twitter. At least I'll be able to tweet it out. Uh, so you guys can get right on there and link it. Um, give us reviews on iTunes, anchor, anywhere you you listen, you know, yeah, you could, I think you can follow the page on Facebook as well. Yeah. Ballpark Talk podcast. Uh, I could. I'm gonna be putting the link on there too, so you guys can jump right into the show. But uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. This was Ballpark Talk episode eight, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night.